Alright guys, this is Nero Cabrera and Gustavo Reyes, and the name of our podcast is Exposing Our Justice System. Our purpose is to reveal the Alec corporations, the plea deal, the mandatory sentencing, poverty, and the bail system, war on drugs, for what they really are. Now let's wonder, where did all this mass incarceration come from? Well, it has to start with the 13th Amendment. The Civil War may have ended chattel slavery, but the 13th Amendment had a fatal flaw, allowing an exception for free labor from the incarcerated, according to the New York Times. Slavery still, still has never ended in the United States. It continues every day in our prisons. We must wash ourselves of this moral stain on our society and treat prisoners with the human rights that every person deserves. Because if we strip away their rights and make them work for us as if they're not people, it really just shows that we still keep slavery into our society. We integrate it without even realizing it. In a way, our prison systems are just built to take advantage of these these poor people and just force them to work for cheap labor, which is just a recreation of slavery. We could really show how it affects us because... We hold 25% of the world, the world's incarcerated, and we only have 6% of the world's population, according to the 13th, which is available on Netflix. The system of slavery. So, it all starts with taking advantage of these criminals. Like, for instance, the plea deal. The plea deal is when the Supreme Court in 1969 finally heard of the case concerning the legality of the issue, it unanimously ruled that plea deals are constitutionally acceptable. They are inherent in the criminal law and its administration. So with that in mind, our plea system is pretty much built to blackmail these, these prisoners and force them to go to jail. In a way, what the police is, the police system was built to do is create lighter punishment if you just plead guilty. However, according to Atlantic, indeed, the only bargaining restriction placed on po- prosecutors is that they cannot use illegal threats to secure a plea. So if a prosecutor were to say, I'll shoot you if you don't plead guilty, then the plea is invalid. But you can easily reward this by saying, but if he threatens them with a charge with a crime punishable by death and trial, the defendant pleads guilty, then it's lawful. So in a way, it can all be, it can all be bounced around through by wording. So we could pretty much throw these people in jail and force them to take their hand and take a lighter punishment rather than take take the chance of them getting killed over a crime that they did not commit. The problem with this is it it really fast forwards our justice system. According to the thirteenth, ninety seven percent of people never go to trial, and. At this point, when it's that high of a percentage, is there really a point to our justice system? Because it's basically, based on the accusation, is is if you're accused of this, you are automatically guilty. That 97% should not even be that high. It should be at, at, at most 1% or less. So taking that in mind, our plea, our plea system was was a flaw in our in our justice system. Our Bill of Rights originally guaranteed that we have a fair trial. 
This fair trial is obviously not the priority of this justice system if it's more based on whether or not they can get a good plea deal rather than proving whether or not someone is innocent or guilty. Now, who does this plea deal affect? Let's take a look into the war on drugs. According to The Atlantic, when Shanta Sweat got home one night, early in November of last year, she realized that her boyfriend had been smoking marijuana, probably in front of the kids. She was furious, words were exchanged, and he left. Sweat finally crawled into bed after, into, into bed after midnight, only to be awakened at about 8.30 in the morning by an insistent knock at the door. She assumed that her boyfriend was coming to get his stuff and get out of her life. However, that ended up being the cops. This placed her in a situation where she's like, I've seen what that where I lived, the parents said no, so everyone in the house gets charged. I'm not going to let my children go down for someone else's mistake. A parent should take ownership of what happens in the house. So she made the quick and consequential decision to protect her sons. She told the police that the marijuana belonged to her. This just goes to show that this plea deal is really affecting the minorities because they're not able to simply get away with this. And these plea deals are ultimately, like Daryl said, blackmailing them to feel that they have to take responsibility for something they didn't do or else their family or their friends or anybody in relation with them will be punished if there's no one to take charge. So what this also does is this creates a distrust in our justice system. Our, we should be able to trust our justice system to provide us a fair trial and prove who is innocent or guilty. In this case, this this parent took, took responsibility for a crime that they did not commit and ended up being put in a position where they could be thrown in jail for a long time for something that they have never committed. This shows that a very huge problem in our justice system and showing that that we cannot trust them, so we must focus on getting the lighter punishment of a plea deal rather than focusing on proving whether or not I am innocent or guilty. So now, with all this plea deal drama, we gotta wonder, why are they trying to cycle people into prison at such a rapid rate with these plea deals kind of making making it so it's easy to get people in prison. Well, let's look at Alec. According to The Nation, the breaded chicken patty that your child bites into at school may have been made by a worker eating 20 cents an hour, not at a faraway country, but by a member of an invisible American workforce, your prisoners. At the Union Corrections Facility, a maximum security prison in Florida, inmates from nearby lower security prison manufacture tons of processed beef, chicken, and pork for pre prison rehabilitative industries and diversified empires, enterprises, or pride, and a privately held nonprofit corporation that operates the state's 41 work programs. Somewhat more familiar is Alex's instrumental role in the exploration explosion of the U.S. Po po prison population in the past few decades. Alex helped pioneer some of the toughest sentencing laws on the book today, like mandatory minimum for nonviolent drug offenders, three strikes law, the truth sentence, truth in sentencing law in laws in 1995 alone. Alex Truth Sentencing Act was signed into law of 25 states. The sentence wreck Scott Walker was an Alex member when he sponsored Wisconsin truth in sentencing law and according to PR watch used its statistics to make the case for the law. More recently, Alec has proposed innovative quote-unquote solutions to the overcrowding it helped create, such as privatizing pe parole 
pro the parole process through the proven success of the private bail bond industry as it recommended in 2007. So clearly, our justice system is not based on necessarily proving one is innocent or guilty. It is more as a way to benefit these corporations such as Walmart or State Farm that are, pop that are partnered with Alec Corporations. So in a way, our prison system is not about proving people innocent or guilty. It is more about business and making money for these hungry corporations. You know the phrase, crime doesn't pay? Well, it certainly does for Alec Corporations. Because... In reality, they pay 20 cents or they don't pay at all and they work to somewhat get sentencing off. But in reality, they're still going to be held there and treated like slaves. So it's not really worth the time. So what does that sound similar to, guys? That sounds like slavery to us, right? Sharecropping was also a thing that followed slavery that made it so that these rich white plantation owners could get free labor. Now it's just our prison system that can do it. So, let's think about that. Our corporations are benefiting from people being thrown in jail, so why wouldn't they want people in jail? We continuously tie groups of minorities to crimes, which is just unrealistic, because they're my minority, but they try to provide for themselves, survive in our society that just pins them to crimes like over like over media according to 13th we like on even in the evening news we continuously see african-americans be being arrested and then eventually it causes the idea of super predator which is in reality false poverty is poverty is the one main target because they're not even they're not even able to pay for bail. At some points, even, like, the price of money bail is high. It's $10,000, according to prison policy. It's no surprise that people of color who face much greater rates of poverty are dramatically overrepresented in the nation's jails and prisons. Okay, remember that. I need to go there. So, what does this bail price really benefit? Thinking that it's ten thousand, it's a ten thousand dollar bond, correct? So since it's a ten thousand dollar bond, a rich person might be better able to afford themselves out of out of jail and prevent themselves from sitting in jail for any unknown reason. Now, this lack of money can really cause problems because with our loaded with our loaded prison system, some people could get forgotten. Such as, according to the MarshallProject.org, Jerry Hartfield was freed from prison because Texas finally gave up on trying to find a valid reason to keep him there. He waited, had waited 35 years, 35 years between trials without a conviction, a prisoner simply forgotten for decades in the state's massive justice system. And according, more according to the, the prison policy, Poverty is not only a pred predicator of incarceration, it is also frequently the outcome of it as a criminal record and time spent in prison destroys wealth, creates death, and decimates job opportunity. So let's remember that when you have a criminal record, it's not going to be as easy to apply for jobs and fix your life once you're outside of prison. So knowing that, if you're put in prison once, you're going to end up cycling back towards prison because people won't look at you as a valuable option for their job. 
So in that case, that's why this system tends to recycle people back in prison because they're in a way institutionalized and stuck in this prison system. Who does that benefit again? Alec Corporations. Okay, so building off of that, this we're really missing the point of what a justice system is. Cause because this process alone is really destroying their lives. It's not really fixing them, fixing our society. It's just benefiting organizations like Alec or some other big major business that benefits off of the slavery system, but it's not benefiting them, us as a society. And, and to further justify how, how these broken people are even more broken by our prison system, we, we're going to go into the Stanford, Stanford prison, prison experiment, which was supposed to last for two weeks, but it was so horrible it only lasted for six days from the intended. It paid fifteen dollars to each to the students that participated and eventually the prison guards and the and the prisoners ended up taking full role playing their full role. So knowing this, the the prison guards and the prisoners ended up creating a sort of tyranny where the prison guards were so superior over these prisoners that they forced them to do silly activities just just to mess with them. So with this sort of mindset in our prison system, it's not necessarily built to rehabilitate these, these poor prisoners. Rather, it is more just a way to punish them and, you, and just use them as if they're just a tool in the system. They're seen as numbers, not people. And the fact remains is these people are eventually going to go back into society, but they're going to be more hateful. They're going to, once they go back out, they're going to feel like society has given up on them. There's no point into trying to be a better person because society ultimately rejects them. Because once you're deemed a criminal, you're always a criminal. So knowing that they are labeled as criminals, there is no real way to let them live down their flaws. What their mistake was, like, they were throw let's say they were mistaken for a, for a burglary. burglary. Are you going to let them live by that burglary for, for the rest of their life? No, that shouldn't be the case. They should be able to grow from that, but our system is built to not let them grow from that, to not let them fix themselves, and just pretty much recycle them back into this prison for, for corporations and other people to benefit. So, is our, is our justice system really built to rehabilitate and fix? No, it's not. It's built to just use people who have made horrible mistakes, but it doesn't give them the opportunity to fix themselves. It further breaks them down as a human being. Once they go back, they, can, they can't really trust people. Because once you go to prison, it changes you as a person. You're no longer able to trust. You no longer view people the same way as you did before. You're more broken than ever. You're, you rely on animal instincts. It institutionalizes them and forces them to pretty much believe in a survival of the fittest rather than a functional society where they where they are committing a role and and proceeding to benefit each other along the process. In conclusion, our justice system is flawed because it should not be forced slavery under corporations like Ali to simply benefit off of them alone, but it should fix society 
to benefit all. So what our what our main purpose here is to educate you on how how mass incarceration has been fostered by corporations, the war on drugs, and certain other problems that we have discussed, and it causes us to re to question: Is our justice system really doing its job? Let's remember that that corporations should not be benefiting from our justice system, and we should be more focused on developing a, our society to become not a laughingstock, but something of great promise and fortune. So if you like what you've heard today, please share this podcast under the hashtag SaveOurSociety. This is Nero and Gustavo Reyes signing off. Also, you might want to watch 13th if you're really interested for more information, because this is what... This is what they started.